0: You are listening to the Firecracker Podcast with Tony Rico. Well, this is an exciting day. My gosh. Bringing you two back into the studio. Well, actually, you two in the studio for the first time together. Usually, you two or had been in the office and something went wrong, or we had to fix <laughs> something, or uh, we can go. We can review that. But today, we've got. You know, we've already introduced our vice president Sean Brasher. Maybe looks a little different today without his hat. He's got a fresh haircut and looking good and yes, look, looking sharp and spiky, uh, That'll <laughs> boy. And we've got Coach Roman Gallegos here. And we we're thinking earlier, Roman. Uh, you know, I don't know if we need to give you an official title or some letters. I mean, you you, you cranked out some letters here earlier. but
1: uh, I think at this point my title would be Sweaty Hands <laughs> because I've never done this before. So that's Sweaty that's Hands. That's not the only thing sweating probably. probably right. not the,
0: we'll just call you Sweaty. Sweaty. right now. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got a couple of the boys in and, uh, you know, talk about experience and talk about the uh, the road as far as what we've all been through. And so it's kind of cool sitting here after about how many years, would you say, Roman? Oh, boy. Mm. Your journey, your trek, your, your experience, your, your sentence. Look nine? At nine? I believe nine. Kind of getting up there, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's so there. Eight or nine. Is, yeah. So whatever the hell we've been doing, we've been doing Long it time. for a while together, and it's, it's pretty damn cool. So yep. So I wanted to bring uh, Sean and Roman in and uh, really allow people to just hear a conversation between us on, I mean, if anything, we've gained a lot of experience. All right so we've screwed things up enough um hopefully not over and over and over but uh, you know part of this journey is you try something and it works and it doesn't work and and so recently you guys just uh had one of our FC combines down in uh, out in Lake Elsinore and uh, man, all the feedback that I got back was just was just right on. So that ahead. standard that I've always been kind of an anal prick about, and you know, and try to set, but you guys really seem to pull it off. So let's let's start with that a little bit. It was, it was uh, last weekend, right? We had a yep. big event Zoom into June into Southern California. Um, we've got new recruiting laws and, and legislation, but <laughs> you guys pulled off a great camp. And so tell me about it. Tell me what you felt good about. Tell me what the vibe was like. Tell
2: me response you got I mean, it's work you know obviously especially trying to get in on a field where there's things existing and you're you know bringing your equipment to get things set up but the 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 kids from all the teams were very receptive and roman coordinating and organizing the check-in points and all those things have to be on point otherwise it, it can be a mess so um, and all the guys that helped to get the field set up because we had to set up all the nets and kind of do it in a in a in a quick moment. So it really so, is a collaboration. It's a collaboration. A lot of people in there. A lot of moving parts. Yeah. And if somebody you know forgets <laughs> something or messes up, then they can it, it can change the the moment of the moment real but, quick. But it's like it's like running a tournament or what tournament directors go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, on stuff's going to
0: happen. Thinking on the fly. So you know, you you uh, uh, putting out fires and and adjusting and adapting. And so the fact that you know that being kind of um, sometimes expected, yep. man, you guys nailed it. Nailed
2: it was fun. It. And the girls yeah. you know, the cool part is is seeing all the girls that are excited to be there and, and to put in the work and they really, you know, kind of go about it without the idea of the, the college side, you know, and that's Good. what we're trying to give them is that, you know, just an opportunity to be out there and showcase that's themselves tricky. and it's tricky, but, um, you know, really what it went off, you know, for the most part without a hitch, you know, minus a, a couple of things. And, and again, the guys all, you know, we had six, seven guys out there, you know, moving and, and right. move a lot of, getting a lot of moving parts, but I think it went really well.
0: So. Who who uh so who are the crew? Who 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 was out there? Who had it rolling? Who's uh say whatever they're doing? But I kinda did the so it was myself,
1: Sean and, and and Melissa Roth were kind of the three that kinda headed it out and then we solicited help from uh Donnie Hagberg, Mark, Thorn- Mark Thornberg, Thorn- Steve Caswell.
2: Jeff Allen helped a little bit. Jeff Allen, Robert, Robert Oaks. Robert did a good job. So Excellent. kind of bringing some of those young guys in too to see you Lopez. Know, how, this, how it un- unfolds. Right. So, right. Right. you know, um, from everything from the actual workout and the rotations and the times that need to stay on point to the colleges that are in the stands and making sure that they're getting information and we're providing them what they want and finding out. And, you know, Roman's out there doing that part as far as trying to get information that we may need that we can use in the moment. You know, so as much as it's structured, it's also adapting to what may be needed or wanted. So that way we're providing the audience everything that they need to see when they want to see it. It's teamwork. So, yeah.
1: And I think it's cool, too, like to bring in some of those, you know, younger guys in the organization like Alan and, and, and Lopez and stuff. Because Sean and I were talking prior to the camp about our experience of working camps with you. Right. And so now, you know, we're kind of, you know, along with Melissa running the camps and kind of, and so bringing in these guys. So I don't know, you know, kind of setting the precedent and the expectations and, you know, things
0: just keep getting. Got to turn it over. Yeah. Better and better. But but the trick is to, to again, uh, create a certain standard. So, so you were happy with, uh, the response, the way it felt. So what would you say were some of the things that you were most happy with?
1: Um, Two of the things that jump out on me is I think the the Firecracker coaches did a good job. The, that's, they sent the right kids. Not that there's a wrong kid to send, but the kids that they sent <laughs> um, provided a lot of energy. There was a ton of energy at that camp. Excellent. You know, which is, it's hard to bring on a, you know, Thursday afternoon. Make, you know,
0: pe- makes people want to watch though, right? It
1: makes people want to watch. And so the energy, so the, the right kids were at the camp. Um, you know, a lot of times we send invites to coaches and... And it's um, not that they send the wrong kids, but they just did a great job. All of well, our firecracker coaches did a great job. It can
0: it can be a, a, an easy thing to understand that it happens when a coach wants to, um, you know, do his job and get players to be seen. And, yeah. and so the pressure from the obsession of you know again um, the the parent side and the family side. So you've got coaches that will sometimes push something a little more forward, you know, because they need to be there. But in in the end, your credibility. So yep. your credibility in the softball field, it's like your credit score. So whatever you're doing or whatever you're saying over the end, you know, really is your representation into the into the industry. Yep. So so I think coaches are learning that. Um, you know, we've used our our uh one through four rating system. We Mm -hmm. haven't talked a lot about it recently. I'm thinking about revamping it, maybe going through a one through 10 starting in, in, uh, in um, September, just to give us a little more room, a little more accuracy because a one through four uh, uh, rating system, everyone's a three, you know, so many of them are. And so I think that's important. What you mentioned is got to get the right product on the field. So that's
1: the right. That was the, and then the (laughs) second thing was being the first recruiting weekend, you know, which kind of, I like to liken it to like my specialty, which is recruiting and talking with coaches, building those relationships. It was interesting to see how these new rules are going to play out. Right. You know, who, or is everyone going to abide by the rules and talking with colleges as well as, as, as travel ball coaches, you know, how do we, because really the ownership, the responsibility on paper is on the college coaches. So, you know, we can blab about whatever we want. It's up to that college coach to, so the ownership is on them. However, you know, we got to be careful that we need to have integrity sure. and help them with their and job. We're working so we working together. They're going to dictate
0: the direction. That's correct. That we go. Yep. So ultimately, what they end up doing, that's what we have to adapt to. So, did you find that most of the conversations were were good? Dialogue was good. Oh, it was Anything? good, but it was it was really Anything You funny? were unsure about. This is good because we've got A coaches lot. listening.
1: A lot that we were that I was unsure about. You know, we've all read the FAQs and the scenario type questions, but most of those questions. Not that they don't come up, but they're usually, you know, so it's kind of like I kind of likened it to like the Bible and parables. Like college coaches are kind of asking you question in parable, like here's you know here's what I can say he and then lost you got a, half our audience yeah okay but Sean yeah. I'll, I'll explain you what a Bible Her, is terrible hold yeah. on no yeah. I know a Bible I oh, know. okay I didn't know he's, it's, it's the ASA an example but uh <laughs> but going back on that though too it was a lot it, one of the awesome <laughs> the awesome things that was is to have other um firecracker um people whom I respect in the in the crowd with the coaches kind of helping me, even though they, I don't know if that was their goal to be there, but, um, Brittany Barger was there. Yeah. Um, Ken Lawners Ken and I saw ha- him, how right. having us there and, and there might be more and I'm sorry if I missed them, but just us three, it's, it's funny because I know Ken was there for a purpose and Brittany was there for a purpose, but ultimately they were all ultimately that's a that word, word by the way, ultimately, ultimately, ultimately. Yeah. ultimately so, ul- <laughs> but ultimately all three of us kind of pulled together. Um, and we're, you know, can would be like, hey, they want to know who this kid is or, you know, or however they can say it. But, you know, what number is this year? And, you know, so we're all kind of right. working together. So that good was conversation. great. That's Very what good recruiting conversation. recruiting is, mm-hmm.
0: right? Having conversations. So it was nice. We're an interesting time that I think the message is pretty much out there. Watch what you say. Yeah. You know, even right before that weekend, um, we received an inf- uh, an email with more FAQs. And, and one of them was, um, you know, you can't, you can't ask a college coach what they need in 2023 mm-hmm. or any year before the junior year. So what are you looking for, you know? So so many of them have so many commitments already verbal commitments from the younger players. Right. So what do you have left for, you know, the freshman class or but they can't answer that as, right. as well. So I my experience this weekend was uh, actually pretty good. I was pretty happy with most of the dialogue. I felt like People were on the same page, just kind of watching, being cautious. But what was your experience like this this weekend? You were doing a lot of coaching; you were all over the place on the field.
2: Yeah, and I would say that I definitely felt, and whether this was part of it or not, but there was a lot more coaches watching 16s. You know, and and you know, we played against the East Cobb Bullets on Saturday night, and we had 40 profiles that I gave to one of our coaches to hand out, and he came back in the second inning, he was done. Yeah. And Sean yelled at last, him, by the way, and I, and I yelled at him for wasting for all the wasting copies. <laughs> he did. Wow. Okay. We'll talk about that later. This is supposed to be a positive thing. Oh, so, uh, you know, we're in years past, you know, in the 16s, not that we, you know, we'd have coaches, but it seemed like there were again. So it looks like they're a little bit of already a transition because the 14 field from, to, you know, I went and watched Allen's team play and talking to Robert Oaks, you know, they were in that eight to 10 range, mm-hmm. you know, where last year that would have been the 30 field. And we would have been the 8 to 10 field. And now we, it was kind of like we were the 30 field. And it was so – I don't know if that was because of the rule, but I definitely felt it. If, if that ended up being the trend for the weekend and
0: becomes the trend sooner than later, awesome. Mm-hmm. you know. And and so, all right, uh, you're a parent or a coach of a, a 14-under team or a 12-under team. Don't freak out. You're not being ignored. It's the best thing for you. Correct. I mean, a, a big part of this, a big reason for all of this is, is – um, to put things where they need to be not just having opportunities but where they need to be so the emotional wellness not only of their players but my gosh of the of the of the family of the 14 year old so it's going to allow us hopefully what the vision is is to focus on development for 12s and 14s yep we know that it'll take a year or two um, for the behavior to change, but it's great to see that it's changing already. Mm-hmm. We know that they need to identify freshmen still, so mm-hmm. they're going to be at 14s this year. But if eventually they can clear out of 14s as well and and take the stress out. you know The fact that they can't say anything, I, I have heard some coaches <laughs> say, well, we're going to watch 14s to watch them develop. And my response to them is always, if you sit in the stands – you create the same amount of stress. It doesn't matter because the uneducated or inexperienced family still sees it as your, the, the movie producer is going to watch us practice singing. Right. You're still getting a response. So they're still going to worry about what's going to happen. And now the fact they can't say any, anything other than I'm interested. So that that is really going to create a problem for kind of the, the mindset and the interpretation of family. So the sooner we clear them out. Sooner we can get Mac to, you know, Amanda and Mel were in here and we did a podcast and they just talked about playing for the enjoyment of the game and really you guys have have seen this evolve into playing for the scholarship. So hey, great opportunities. I mean, yeah, that's was really good... that's really the big payoff for this. Mm-hmm. But it's really good to hear some of the uh, uh, some of the communication and dialogue that took place and and the format of the tournament this weekend was actually pretty cool because we had multiple age brackets at the same park. Yes, and so you noticed they were the coaches were around you know i'll I was weekend. just gonna
1: say we didn't really talk about that, but that was that was something new this year you can tell where they had you know sixteens, sixteens, eighteens at yeah. one location and at all the different locations, different age groups so it was nice because usually in the past with previous recruiting as you know, the 14 u fields were usually packed with colleges. 16s had the next best, and then the 18s, where the 18s were playing, was pretty much you know They come in. check in on their players. But um,
0: this That's year, one of the good things that Triple Crown does, you know, they 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 consult. I mean, Don mm-hmm. is is a, a, one of their major consultants, and and so they run things by us. And what do you think about this? And mm-hmm. because I think you have to work hard to to stay on the front end of things. On what does the culture need? What does the industry need? So um, you know, creating good events. And I thought that was really that worked out really really well because I didn't see as many coaches traveling as right. as often which is well, big to the college parking, coach they were not yeah
1: once they got parking <laughs> that's for sure yeah
0: yes uh, yeah that was interesting definitely yeah. I had to I had to explore especially on uh, it was Saturday yeah I parked off on the, yeah, I don't know where I was
1: I, I think Sunday I, I, I waited like a half an hour to park but and that's another that's feedback we got too about the the community park there that that they used this year from college coaches they loved it because there was shade yeah Yeah. there was shade everywhere
0: playing surfaces were a little i don't know about your fields ours was a little hard a little powdery a little a little little scary for the infielders but screw it we had shade yep Yep.
1: (laughs) we'll take the shade
0: (laughs) you got a dentist we'll get you a mask We're, we're good but yeah that was that was good i always thought about maybe you know let's throw this out there but create an artificial tree business for some of these new parks so, you know, like, would you really have cared if it was plastic or just nope. like an indoor shame, plant or something? Shame, I don't shame, care. Give me shame. anything. I'll hide. I, you know, I'm standing in the shadow of the light pole to, to try to get the <laughs> – try to just stay out of the sun a little bit. So, shoot, there might be some ideas out there. Um, yeah, I was really happy with the weekend. Zoom into June, you know, as far as getting creative goes, so it's whether it's the combines and the constant nurturing and massaging of of the, uh, the workouts to get them exactly where we want them. Uh, you know, Zoom into June was created as a – as an option because what we were experiencing at that time just wasn't cutting it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it's Don Menard. I mean, I think he's underappreciated and undervalued yeah. as far as the ideas and what he understands about the workings of events and, and tournaments and, and creating cultures that people want to be part of within a, an event. And so it was, uh, we were driving back from um, a showcase that just seemed to fall a little short. And, and then it was, and uh, you're not going to get anybody to, to follow you out to Hemet. So I apologize to everybody, but we, we created that out there, worked with Larry Miner out there creating Diamond Valley Park. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a great complex. And then, um, everything's just kind of expanded. So you, you look at that and there, we're so busy right now with the industry that, uh, Man, this six-week season, it's about what it, what it is through, yeah. through PGF, mm-hmm. just flies by. It's no, quick. I mean, like bang, bang. You guys, you're, you're, we just talked about your first road trip and being on the road and boom, and then it was uh, the road trip to New Mexico. Yep. So, you know, do we need to take a video team and document a road trip with <laughs> Bashir Thornburg and uh, Gallegos oh, on the road? No. I mean, could we, Lucas, we you, might be sending you, you and John a, on the road. We can make a movie. That'd yeah. be, it'd, be, <laughs> it'd be comedy. It'd be, it be Step Brothers meets road <laughs> trip meets.
1: Yeah, meets... uh. <laughs> Oh, not Porky's. Uh,
0: not like revenge of the Dallas or anything like Maybe. that. know no. no,
1: little bit. <laughs> oh. we, <ooh. laughs> no, uh, no. It, it, it the road trips are fun, and yeah. you know, I mean, the kids enjoy them, and and for the most part, the coaches, you know, as we get older, they become less and less enjoyable. But it is a great opportunity to come back after the high school season, get everybody back together, and what a way to do it besides, you know, with, you know, by spending eighteen hours in a van. So and I know it doesn't
0: happen just over a period of time because it can happen your first couple of years, but as you take. A lot of these trips, for all the right reasons, you do the things you do. We've <laughs> talked about that, but you find yourself asking more questions like, "What the f- are we doing here?" What yeah. f- are we we've do- said that a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. We say that a lot. Like, what now, are some we of doing? You,
0: first and second year people, you're saying it already. Boy, oh boy! I mean, these guys got ten years on you, and I've I've got more <laughs> than we need to talk about. So it, it it's part of it. So when you're traveling across Arizona, New Mexico. Um, you need to communicate a little bit. Who gets out and speaks the Spanish? Is it you, Thornburg? Oh, you my.
1: Oh, Thornburg? He's fluent in Spanish. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't think, but he's... He, I know good words. Yeah, he knows... Uh, Taco. Yeah, yeah Sean no, knows the, cerveza. No, I don't want to hear either, And that's right? about... Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, <laughs> that's it. But you know what? We actually use our time wisely. So we had a couple vans. vans. Uh, we put the girls all in one van with two chaperones and a coach. And Sean, myself, and Mark Thornburg had a van to our, ourselves on the way up. So... It was kind of a working trip. I mean, they had to fumigate the van.
0: Well, I was going to ask, so to the, it was kind of warm. It was warm. And, warm, and the girls warm. get yeah. into the van after the game. Ooh, it was that you never really realized that females could be so offensive with their oh boy post Yeah,
1: after you know seven games in the sun, it, it gets pretty hot. But I mean, we used our time wisely driving up, and we took yeah. notes for everything from Zoom into June to Colorado, Colorado. to even the fall. And you know, kind of planning out excellent through Christmas, you know,
2: season. It was a business Slow meeting. Slow down, business meeting. meeting they yeah. get mad at me because I'd always had. They we'd get off course, and I'd bring it back. Bring and say, it no, back. we had to talk about this. We yeah, had to talk yeah. about this. We started talking about football and yeah. everything else. And,
1: well, we yeah. wanted to talk about McDonald's and Wendy's, yeah. and he wanted to talk about <laughs> softball.
0: So <laughs> well, I like Wendy's. Yeah, or wit. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, uh, yeah. So any any. Things that happen in the van, any good fan stories? I mean, we had a player puke once in the van in, in Houston, and she was, she was, she was going to get sick, and she tells Coach Don uh, she doesn't feel good, and Don tells her, do not throw up outside. She was going to hang her head out that We were on the, on the freeway in Houston, and, and uh, Don tells her, don't, don't puke outside. <laughs> and so he goes, what do you want? He goes, just puke there in the car. Now the car is packed with girls. Uh, to this day he has a reason why i don't know if it was the coating of the paint i don't know what his reason was or throwing up <laughs> so she
2: earls right there in the in the uh have an image of that that's gross probably the 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 best one for me is going back to when we went to houston and uh we went to that museum remember we did the museum yeah movie? yeah so lisa barrera Alyssa's mom is sitting in the passenger seat with me and she's kind of telling me where to go and i have girls in the back so she tells me to turn left on the street so i turn left it was a one-way street, Woo. so I'm going head-on into traffic, <laughs> and I had to like make a decision, so I had to floor it. Hopefully, it was. <laughs> and we're all here. We're all here. All those girls are still playing softball, but because there was no, it was either stop, and they were they were coming, and so and Lisa, you know, it, it, it turned out to be okay, but that was probably the scariest because I she goes, oh left here, left here. I turn left, oh, and all no. of a sudden, there's headlights. <laughs> <laughs> so to all you parents of yeah. the uh go kids on a just
0: trip. traveled to uh yeah. New mexico go on a brochure trip
1: <laughs> yeah brochure wrecked a van in colorado no, oh was wait manny
0: well was manny. i hope
1: the car company's not listening no but we you know we there's probably
0: a lot of stories like that right you mean yeah. think about it i mean like you coach coach, deep, coach don <laughs> get a little coach <laughs> don and coach john uh yeah they were pretty famous for uh some <laughs> some definitely some of the uh, everybody's safe Everybody safe, yeah. We promise. It all works out in the end. But that's why you have a, a big roster. So, yes. Yep. Okay. Just in case you lose a couple, <laughs> we're, we're good. Yep. Yeah. We need something. a third okay. baseman. Something happens. Uh, we've got the big so Cal qualifier this weekend. So, you know, um, first first hometown qualifier. A lot of teams already cleared out, right? I mean, a lot of yeah. teams have qualified. We've,
2: we've actually been pretty fortunate with the organization. So uh, where are you going to be out this weekend? All over the place? All over the place. Have that. And then uh, also the event that we're doing out in at Rosetta for the invitational tournament. So that's this weekend as as well. Okay. Tell us about that. Um, Exciting. The Beverly bandits reached out um, and they're going to be participating as well. So we're playing an exhibition game against them Friday night. uh, And then the tournament will run Saturday and Sunday. And it's 16 teams in the 14s and 20 in the 16s. And all the teams are, you know, the, the, the premier type teams, all qualified teams, um, seven inning games, You must have a winner. So it's not an hour 20 drop dead stuff. So it's all competitive play to get everyone ready for, you know, true championship level play in the summer. Isn't Um, it great to see things come together with minimal effort for you because you've you've created
0: a reputation now and the operation is strong and so you know you make the call and people come. There's a lot of people that want to run events. There's a lot of people that are are creative and would like to get involved in things, but I mean, you guys are making it happen pretty much anytime you want to make it happen right now. So, what would what would what would your advice be to anybody out there that's ambitious but there's some things you got to know first. What's what's the trick before you
2: can pull off some things where where people want to be part of your event and be willing to listen? you know, not always think that, you know, I mean, as much as we all have our ideas and our confidence in ourselves to make decisions, also be willing to listen to those that have, you know, kind of come before you. And, and cause a lot of times it's, it's, you know, the mistakes that they've made that have guided them to the, the fixes and the corrections that have been better. And even for us and for what I'm doing, the same thing, but, um, and allowing that to, you know, that to network, to, to be willing to have some empathy for people through things and not always have such harsh judgment, of of everything everybody does at any single moment. Um, you know, so I, you know, I try not to take myself too serious this, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, and I love working with people, but I guess it would be those things would be to listen and then to also have empathy for others and not, you know, have such harsh judgment towards the industry or an organization because the more we work together, the more opportunities are going to come for all of us, whether it's a team or players or families or running an event, um, you know, so I mean, I'm you know our 18s are playing. You know, I, you know Mercado and Tid reached out. We're gonna play it friendly uh, Saturday with Mercado's teams, my teams, Briggs, little rebels are coming into town. So, excellent, um, you know, so it's going to be a busy, another busy weekend. <laughs> yeah. She sounds so smart and, <laughs> and so profound when he talks like that. Too. This, like is my, oh, yeah, this, this is my,
1: this is my, my radio that was, voice. That was, that was, that was a very good job. Good. Very and nice. shot. Kind of building on what Sean said too, on the corporate side of things, I think it's uh, or on the business side of things, I should say it's important to sometimes be willing not to, Make that extra pro like because it would be re- really easy to. I mean, there's a tons of teams, tons of teams on the waiting list and all this uh, stuff. Grow but it slow. Grow it slow and say, look, no, let's. Slowly. We want these qual, these cali this caliber of team in there. Everyone's PGF qualified or or championship <clears> qualified <throat> play, as well as seven inning games. So obviously fields aren't going to, you know, games are going to take longer and all that stuff. But to be willing to sacrifice some of the financial aspects, the at least yeah. as of now, the profit to kind of really build a great event and really get these teams in there. I think that's huge. And then lastly, like he said, uh, and like you've been doing for years is really trying to get organizations to work together. And right. so you see now where, you know, we're, we're starting to plan things, you know, on a weekend where we call a couple of the top teams from different organizations. They come out and, we just do something on our own at a park, not, not a profit thing, not just like, let's get together and let's be competitive for seven and eight. And
0: it's more with the organizations that in the past weren't easy to work with. And right. So it's kind of happening guys, isn't it? It's cool. It's, it's, it's really cool. Like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, realizing what's in front of us, but really what could happen if we can convey that message the, the right way. And, you know, I think, I think there's plenty of time for it just to get better and better. So that's, that's been really, really exciting. I'm very happy with uh, the response. So, and I want people to hear that too, because I, I want, I want people to be ambitious uh, but they need to understand the trick. Like I said, going back to coach Don and what he understands about, about pulling off a great event. And the reality is when you're running an event, stuff's going to happen. So you see him a lot more, see Sean a lot more than I do, but I've seen him at work enough, but he handles the, the fires and the stress, you know, because you're always looking at that captain, you know, you're always looking at the person in charge to see how they're taking things. So, uh, You know it's going to happen, so whether the sprinklers are going on, or uh, an umpire doesn't show up or, uh, you know, there's so many different things, but you got to prepare for that. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's a message too to the ambitious is that, you know, you, you get your basic template for what you're going to do and then stuff happens and you're not prepared and you right. hit the panic button. And when you hit the panic button, that's when you, let's just say you don't build your credibility that way. I don't think right. you, yep. you blow it because I think we all made mistakes and you just learn from them. And, and again, I think that's the thing about the combine. A lot of things that we've done as well too is that there's been a long process. None of this is is overnight success. Right. You know, you make things happen. You can do something tomorrow, but if it's the first time you've done it, plan on it. Yep. You know, kind of having um, always have like a con- contingency plan. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. always always a learning curve. So, um, so we get through uh we get through the qualifier this week. Then we got Colorado a couple weeks. Yep. So you guys would be just a little bit busy there as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? Colorado is nuts for it's, us uh, for for me in particular, but I, for Sean for sure. I oh.
2: actually probably my favorite. We, yep, always been my favorite trip of the year. My Mine too. you know, just because there's, you know, there's obviously still a lot of competitive play. So whether that's you know a national event or whatever, but just being out of, you know, away from home and and going to you know Colorado is beautiful and um, also you know I enjoy the way that we do it as far as housing the girls and and creating like a, a college atmosphere for them. Um, you know, kind of freeing them from the pressures of a car ride, right. um, being able to kind of you know maybe I'm a control freak, but having the control of our team throughout sure. the process. Um, and i i've always I always look forward to it it's a lot of work you know a lot of time but at the same time it's it's to me it's very much enjoyable so you are you are transporting your kids the
0: whole week right they're staying with their parents or they're staying with, they're other, stay, players? They're stay staying with, with
2: other players they stay with their players, yeah yeah so we have suites that they share and we, with refrigerators and, and, and- Do you have any professional help for the separation anxiety that might take place uh, with maybe a parent or a kid or- Just, just, just a conversation just or is that a beer?
0: And, <laughs> <Yes>. Just me. <laughs> or stay at somewhere where there's a bar. We, we've
2: had some meetings over the over oh, yeah. the years.
0: Absolutely. Well, but I think it's important because, uh, you know, you've heard me say, we, we, uh, if I talked to a dad, I said, you know, you're going to talk to your daughter about batting until she's 18 and you're not allowing her to really experience things that she's going to have to make a decision. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that people don't follow up on on the on the on the on the end of something that happened a while ago. So you know, like the first early verbal commit. You know, did that person graduate? Did they go on? Are they healthy? What's their emotional well being? Like you know, we don't worry about that stuff until your kid screwed up, yeah. and then you're worried all over the place because you you want them to be okay. And the trend of of the early commits and the early verbals and. Now the transfer rates. I mean, every oh, coach, boy. every college coach that we talked to said that, man, their phones are flooded with transfers, that they are f- they're transferring more this year than this any is other year. the busiest year. year for
2: me. Like right. I've, I've always received calls this summer on un- unreal. Yeah. And even within our time.
0: organization. So you, you, you think back, you know, these are the kids that were making decisions at 14 mm-hmm. and looking at uh, a picture or taking a trip and saying, yeah, you know, and being enamored with all the obvious, especially some of these, you know, university life, you know, no yeah. matter where it is, it could be a mid-major or anything like that, but it's. It's enamoring. So there it is. What do you really know about yourself? What do you know? So now we're seeing the debris, and it'd be like you know. Again, let's say this is what fed our families was not just us coaching, but the commission that we get after our kids finish their their job at school. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! I mean, we're worried about getting paid. We really have to have to make sure that our kids are ready. So yep. that's again another hopeful benefit of the new recruiting um, legislation. Um, to kind of balance that out a little bit. Cause it's ridiculous right now.
1: A couple of things on that. Um, well, going back to Colorado, speaking as a dad, I thought, you know, it was great for my daughter to experience this two years ago with Sean. Um, because like you said, they learned to dwell in quarters, you know, four people in a room, uh, Sean, myself, and some of the coaches, we go up the day before we hit up Costco and all these different stores. And so they stay in a room with a fridge and pots and pans and, we load their, their fridge up with, you know, yeah. pasta and... It's beautiful. You know, we do a spaghetti night. And And, the, so and, eating, and then what they happens
2: is, is one room is doing the noodles and another's is doing sauce and the another one's making nice. salads. So we make them, you know, have to... And they enjoy it. Yeah, the the girls do, actually yeah, really yeah, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think it helps bring... To, you know camaraderie and 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 working together right? right that whole you know whether it's you know cliche or not it's yeah. true right and um you know so then my birthday's in that week so they've been you know the girls have had a lot of fun with that too right <laughs> some cakes that said happy birthday
0: happy expletive birthday <laughs> yeah
2: Coach oh, Sean. speaking his language yeah yeah, yeah. so
0: got it um, naomi the,
1: going back going back to transfers um and, and we can skip this if you want, but, you know, in talking to some of the coaches, especially this year with a crazy amount of transfer uh, athletes, you know, a lot of it's the usual suspects meaning or the usual reasons, you know, playing time, someone is mean to me, blah, 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 and all that stuff. And at the older age, that's why that's why some of these kids are transferring. I'm wondering what you feel kind of switching it back on you, because what I kind of talked to some of the coaches and I told some of those coaches, you know who I blame? I blame some of us travel ball coaches because some of us travel ball coaches bend over backwards and to make accommodation for that pitcher or that kid or that whatever. And so it and then it translates, you know, they leave your program, you know, you do everything you can do to keep them in your program and then they leave and then they go to college and they still want that entitlement. They still want. Well, you know, this coach took care of me for, you know, whatever, and you know, cut my dues down, or we didn't have to go to certain practices when it was hot. the Behaviors that have
0: been set in front of them. So we're,
1: I think we're, 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 we're kind of enabling that behavior. Sure.
0: I mean, it starts with us. I think we have to take responsibility as a culture down here, the grassroots culture, because we're. But again, you know, it's not to defend, but the the reality of our culture is that it's it's. People who volunteer their time, mm. you know, their kids needed a coach. So you started at what age? When she was eight? When she was ten? You came in, boom! You got into travel. Ball, you got bit by the bug. You know, if if we if we only had. Uh, people who are whatever, certified or qualified, you know, there aren't many coaches left. So everybody comes into this with good intentions. Mm. And so that's the first dynamic that I think we have to look at. Okay, so realistically, what are we going to expect that everybody's perfectly qualified to teach, finance, all these different things. So, you know, I I encourage all coaches to, once you have a sense of the people that are, are on your team and you see some stability in certain areas, Start to ask people what they do for a living. Supplement, you know, it's it's there's so many different hats. I, you know, we just did a piece on um, the five different coaching hats of firecrackers, and and so all of that has to come together so that we educate our kids. In order to educate our kids, we have to know how to educate. So it's not just what you know. How can sure. you communicate? You know, how can you read body language so they're listening? They're not listening. You know, our post game talks are the classroom. But then, okay, post game talk after losing three games, do we need to go on for an hour? No, that's <laughs> not the time. So it's it's you have to fill all that stuff out over the the the, the two or three decades we've been doing this. The feedback that we get from players. If I didn't get responses and feedback from players about the post game talks, about what, you know, then we wouldn't have continued to do them. But mm-hmm. I, I continue to feed what responds and how we can get things across. I'm very proud overall of again our our initial reputation of the mental toughness of our players, and then I'm I'm very proud that I think most of the of the organization gets that and is trying to teach that, and and that is resiliency, yep. dignity, integrity, and it's really hard to implement those principles when things aren't going well and you're freaking out and you're lonely or frustrated or whatever. But what do you do with that? The separation of the professional mind and our what I call our human mind, we don't do enough to really promote that and teach that. So you have a pitcher in the circle worrying about failure instead of executing a pitch. And that starts with us because when we react and we get emotional and and, again, I'll start with myself, my own learning curve, how they see that. And then we're supposed to tell them, you know, I'll give them the talk, act like a pilot, you know, speak like a pilot. I don't want to, I just, Lexi Campbell this weekend, I don't want to hear you in the cockpit looking for your purse and telling me (laughs) you lost your flight plan because (laughs) there's a part of Lexi and she's extremely smart. But boy, when she manages her mind and she thinks the way she does in school, oh my gosh, it's a different, different kid. So one day you're going to get it, watched her pitch, what, seven games for you all the way to a Mm -hmm. championship. And then at other times, a player like that who's extremely intelligent can throw five balls in the dirt in a row and look around like this fan ain't plugged in man it's not it's not it's not there and it's all mental yeah. so i think roman i think i think the challenge is to continue to understand our responsibilities so that our kids feel prepared and they say to themselves, "I am prepared. I have been taught." You know, um, we, we get that initially, hopefully, from our families or somebody that teaches us how to how to be growing up, and then a teacher, a, whatever it is, a coach. I mean, I'm in front of you because of one coach that I respected so much that I never wanted to not have his respect. And in order to do that, I had to change my behavior. Uh, nobody else had really even inspired, motivated, or I had even given a crap enough to think about that. And it would have been all self destruction yeah. after that. So. So yeah, so Colorado is a, you know, and I think the last thing I'd say to Colorado is to coaches out there. And, and even with the hopefully lessening pressure of re- recruiting, don't overdo it, don't don't worry too much about changing their routines to perform better. So, you know, uh, the more you talk about altitude, the more your kids are gonna think about it, okay? <laughs> the, the more you alter their diets on what you think they need to eat as a team, or this or that, and I mean like take away a lot of the things that they're used to eating, the more you're gonna change their metabolism and sometimes they're not gonna respond. You know, we know that tryptophan is in Turkey and it makes you sleepy, but there's gonna be one kid on your team that has a turkey sandwich and goes and gets three hits, you know, so, so everyone's, different i think preparing for the heat is different i think sometimes you get you, you utilize coffee in the loser's bracket and sometimes whatever if it's an energy drink or something because caffeine has an effect on mm-hmm. it used to be a day when a lot of kids didn't drink coffee and so caffeine would have a better effect on their body's ability to convert uh, oxygen to energy but now they all drink now coffee. they're getting so used now, to, it. They're so acclimated now they, to it now they need it it's funny how many high school kids you're in, you know in line in starbucks in the morning but they got to have a cup Couple Joe class. or whatever that is before they're uh, before they're getting in the class. So, um, but um, if you don't if you go to Colorado and you don't experience river rafting and and oh. and on our schedules are really busy. So yeah. and then you guys are, are working triply the, a triple of what most people are. Um, but go see the mountains. Go see uh, uh, go river rafting. Let your kids see something because in ten years, how many scores of games do you think they're going to remember? Of course, the dads will remember all of them because we still talk yeah. about ten and internationals. Yep. But the kids aren't going to remember, mm-hmm. but you will never forget yeah. Roman falling out of the boat or whatever might yep. happen or, you know, and that, all Maybe that stuff. There was stuff, some so, butt crack, you know. And Dornberg fell it, out of the boat, so by the whatever way. Whatever it, it is. It really did it happen.
1: Like, Mangrello pulled him up. John Mangrello… Mm. Had Superman strength, yeah. and he pulled Thor straight out of the it, water. It, it happened. Awesome. Wow. I
0: mean, yeah. you said butt crack earlier. We had a dad hit his butt on a rock, and I mean that whole his whole backside was purple the next day. So, so wow. you know, not scaring people out of it. Hey, there, <laughs> ch- check the, the snowpack in here. Yeah. Check out the Super runoff and what's going they on because do you the know,
2: river rafting or go for a car ride. <clears throat> Uh, with brushear yeah. yeah it's all <laughs> it's a little, little less,
0: less expensive so so excited about uh colorado coming up and then uh, and then bang bang uh pgf knock it out um see what happens turn over these seniors so many seniors now so look at haley yeah. how long has she been a firecracker uh since I, eight years so you know those i'm just saying you don't you didn't see that back in the day 20 right. years ago and uh you know um I'm short on the responsibility of those kids. I've told you before we should do a dinner for them. Have we should to. It because it's just, it's just, I'm very appreciative. We are very appreciative of anybody that, that chooses to stay for the right reasons because that's not typical in travel ball, you know. Um, and maybe it's because so many people don't provide what's needed. And so, you know. And even within the organization, we have families that that want to position themselves. As long as they do it the right way, they sure. can move within the organization. But just to stay at Firecracker or whatever organization, I think that's something that's says something good about the times you know now as well and she's going to be going off to college so you're going to be like sean next year oh, i know
1: i'm gonna have well she's, she's got one more year so she's got one more year but before you know yeah, you yeah. To, yeah. i'm already like, <laughs> freaking out a little bit yeah. but um I, I think going back to that too is just you know plug in for all the firecracker coaches out there it doesn't you don't have to be in southern california plug into what's inva- to available to you things like this things like you know that you do make you know Make your family, you know, one of the things that it's, it's funny, I was talking to Sean this week, I don't even know if you remember, because we're so busy. But one of the things that I I pride, I take pride in is the amount or the, the lack of amount of turnover that we have with our players, meaning once they're in our system, the firecracker system, and then the Thornburg, Brashear, whatever umbrella that is, how the kids kind of want to, you know, stay and stick around. And I think some of it is yes, because we're doing some things right. But the other thing is, we promote. The firecraft you know, the things that you put out. You know, if Robin sends out an email, we forward it to all the families. If you send out a podcast, we do. If you're doing an event here, if you're doing whatever, we tell the parents like, you know, plug, plug in, you know, plug in, so you have that.
0: It works on a couple different levels, and you think about it. I want, I want you to have your own operations, your own cultures, your own uh, signature on what it is that you're doing. But I don't ever want there to be something that you can't defer or, or um, look for guidance in that's something you haven't experienced. So I always want to be here for that. And so, um, you know, that can be a misperception or conception of my roles is, you know, do I just sit here and, and count the firecracker teams and not care about anybody? I mean, really what's the best way would you say for coaches to get maximize their experience with, what's available. I'm not putting things in front of everyone. We've got an on-demand platform and we're going to, again, I've talked about this for a couple of years. It's hard to get these things going and really deliver them the way they need to be delivered. I'm very excited about what's coming up in the future. What's the best way for a coach to maximize their firecracker experience? It's there. I would say right off the bat, the
1: website. I think – if our firecracker coaches visited the, visited the firecracker website as much as we hit refresh on the triple crown or or PGF website to see if something's or posted bucket. or hay bucket, I think you would get much more value. From the Firecracker website because of the things that you have on there, the alumni players, the kids that are that are alumni playing in the, the World Series or in Super Regionals or their stories or, you know. We just
0: rewound the sis Bates. Uh, yep, I saw piece, it.
1: It was right. awesome. I mean, and, and to hear sis and, and her experience as well as, you know, the accolade that uh, Amanda Free just received from, yeah, from Hall of of UCLA Hall of Fame. And I mean, just stuff like that, where all that stuff's there. So if you plug in again, you know, going back to that, you know, it's just those resources are available, the podcast that you do and and now, you know, the video and on demand. I mean, why, you know, instead of spending, you know, uh, you know, two hours on a Wednesday night hitting Fungo to your team in, in a different state, you know, Maybe Plenty get of together. Time for that. Yeah, maybe get together. You know, get some popcorn. Put you know, get a big screen in the park or something and show the podcast or what. You know, right. just again, make them feel like they're part of something right. because they are.
0: Yeah, you know. And I think part of that is because you know, again, I've always been very aware to not uh, put things right in front of people and stick their nose in it. There's a couple things we we uh, mandate, but not much. But. Uh, on, on our side of it it's also making sure that you know what's there mm. you know if you can't smell the chocolate chip cookies you don't know that they're there and, and we also know that if we put chocolate chip cookies right in front of somebody and using that as a as and as an example uh, that they won't eat it like you put it right in front of them they don't want it yeah. but in softball if you bake cookies and you put it in the other room and you lock the door into the room they go nuts because they smell it and then the door's locked and so everybody wants it it's an interesting psychology that work with our culture is very um fickle and, and they become very viral, but at some point things work, you know? So what would you say, Sean, um, for advice to coaches on how to well, maximize
2: their, what's I think even as Roman is, is speaking for me, it's like understanding that they don't necessarily basis on instant gratification, right? A lot of things in people's minds are like, unless there's something that's going to be like, you know, monetary or, or tangible, like if they don't see it and feel it, they're almost feeling as if it's not there. And it's, it's a, kind of by osmosis right all the time in the inner times here like there was you know again i talk about driving out here with amanda on thursday nights when she was 11 or 12 years old and you know leaving work at 5 5 two hours to get here spend 30 40 minutes here talk to you a little bit let amanda hit and then an hour and a half to get home and we're, you know the car rides weren't always enjoyable i'm right. not gonna lie right. but again it's like kind of through the osmosis of understanding the learnings It comes nothing necessarily came from one individual Thursday night. There are stories
0: that happen and and
2: that took place in one night or one
0: tournament, but it's a collectively. uh, And
2: I tell that to our team when we start the season, you know, that when we do things, not everything that we do is going to be in their best individual. um, um, Not their preference. preference. And and same thing for me, like when we make schedules or we do things, not everything is based upon making it to my liking. It's based upon what's going to be in the best interest of our collective team. Sure. And so even within this, so like as Roman speaking, the families and the, and the coaches and the players understanding that again, through the period of time, if they invest their time, their, their themselves, the stuff will come to them and a lot of things will come to them. And I think that would be part of it. But of course, today's society is everybody wants something right now. Right. And so, you know, that would be my thing because I remember again, coming out here for all the different seminars and things that, that you provided. And even like we talked about the camps and. You know, myself run, going out there, and, and you telling me whatever I needed to do at that individual camp in those days. Mm-hmm. You know, those were the times and periods where you know I was learning. Sure. You know, and again, sure. did it. You know, your teeth, did I make right. any money that day, or did I did I um, you know have to sit in traffic that day? I mean, there was parts of the element that maybe weren't ideal for me, right. but I knew it was going to be a learning Look thing. at
0: now. Can pay off now. Right,
2: All and right. and sure. again, it was through it was through a time and an investment in myself, and an investment for my players, and an investment for my own daughter. That, to me, everything that I did was always thinking of that, not necessarily myself, thinking about what it meant for others and and how could that help me raise them. And then, in turn, it becomes a win for you because it's it's gratifying. You, you
0: see those things. Isn't it great when we see our players? So we've all learned, you know, manage our behavior. That's probably the, the number one target area that I, I think always needs the most work. But isn't it great when we see our players manage their behavior better? <laughs> and so there is – I mean, the the instant gratification, as you mentioned, that win is the championship, the tournament now, but the the long-term win is, you know – what, what would you pay for dignity? If your daughter didn't have any, if she, if she lowers her head, if her shoulders are, you know, and you just didn't see there, what would you pay to put it in there? If someone said, you know what, I can make her feel this. I can, and you start to think about that with our kids of if something's missing, what would we do to implement happiness or whatever it is? You go, oh my God, I give everything that I had. Well, these concepts are here, but you have to nurture them. And it doesn't mean. And we said all the time we don't make mistakes you have to own your mistakes especially nowadays oh, yeah. try to act like you don't mistake make mistakes that's the greatest thing about softball because we still have a lot of coaches that have been taught old school and you know i'm one of them and if you don't make that transition to the way things are right now this culture is going to get you i mean i'm just <laughs> telling all you guys right now that you justify the way you are and we can do this and hey when you win ball games you can talk about this and being the guy And know but there's just too many pitfalls too many traps you know we're doing this instead of seminars now you know i mean all those things uh, uh that would take place in one night but that was for the people that were there now this you know hopefully there's a couple more people listening to this so i think that that's really important um also to watch your operation with all the guys that started with you <coughs> excuse me and that are still there. Yeah. and so you have a great because I think that speaks something. I mean, the, the, the gentlemen in our dugout have been there quite a long time, and so that longevity, as opposed to environments that have a lot of turnover and
2: yeah. coaches are gone and different coaches, I mean that says something. So I, mean, I think you know part of, you know I mean even guy like Manny who I always talk about who's yep. you know now with his younger son and daughter and not with us all the time, but um, always making sure that you know if he needs something or wants something to come back and give him the opportunities because he loves to be around it and you know and and I think. You know, we have our moments and, and disagreements and, sure. and things, but at the same time, there's always a level of respect and understanding. So it's it's never personal. It's just business. And sometimes in business, you have to have make hard decisions and say things uh, to get your point across. Yeah. Um, but even as you spoke about with players, I, I did this, I think this summer when we were talking, you know, doing the 16s and the 18s for the last three to four years. Um, you know, we've basically had 20 on a team each year. And in those four years – there's only been, if I remembered correctly, one player that left that didn't go to your eighteen team, mm-hmm. meaning Rico mm-hmm. and, and Weill, or to my eighteens, or was staying within the sixteens, mm-hmm. or and then they graduated into college. So you're talking, you know, hundred and sixty kids or something like that over the last four yeah. years, and we've had one player that that left. So So that makes we, me we proud. spoke on
0: on um the last time you were in the studio about the strength of the Brashear culture and, and it's, it's evident in so many different ways and collectively within the, the Brashear culture, we're going to say there's probably. And so I w- I'm not going to include the coaches of each team, but as far as the core of the culture, I'm going to say there's between five and 10 or eight and 12 people Correct. that do so many things mm. that are needed. So, so again, being the guy, being, having the confidence that that we have but also knowing that we're only as good as the people that are around us and that it really is i mean that the team effort is just kind of crazy so that's why that's why we're but what i tell them
2: always that you know the their entity will only be as good as what they can sustain it to be you know that that what i'm going to be able to provide isn't necessarily what they are and their theirs is going to be even more important right and so their teams are their teams you know, and what everything else that I can hopefully help with, just like you do for me and you do for the organization, um, you know, those things have to be self-sustained. You know, and I think those guys that have been able to do that have proven that. And then they've used, just like I used, you know, through your words of wisdom over the years and templates, um, you know, they've taken some of mine, taken some of yours, and they've added their own personality and way of being to be successful. And when they have a question, they call. Because without those, then their natural path would be they think they need to win. And those
0: that are still on that path are finding out, how come I'm not getting the respect because I just, I just qualified. It's just that you're not getting the respect because you're not earning it. Like you earn it with these things that we're talking about. Yep. And so uh, I think that I'm, I'm really pr- proud that we can set those examples and that there are enough people following them, you know, to really make it pay off. I mean, bottom line is, we're in the service industry and i can speak for you too and i hope you can speak for me is uh, we the confidence that we have in ourselves and whatever our win is never comes first it really is i mean we have to be confident in ourselves and there are takeaways for us because we enjoy what we're doing but it, it really we're only as good as uh the way our kids feel you know um that that challenge of every every time try to make it every time that your kids your players get in the car they, they say they want to go back you know, the, the dog days of softball, there's, you know, the, the game's gonna kick you in the face and, you know, you're gonna wonder if you wanna play it, why, if you ever wanna play again. Um, most girls go through, if not all girls go through a stage, we talked about this with Amanda where, you know, they, they think about hanging them up. So what do you do? You know, does she feel like she shouldn't feel that way? No, and they understand that they've all felt that way. That that last podcast we did with Mel and Amanda and them talking about recruiting, I encourage all of our parents to hear that because you're gonna hear how it, it's gonna be okay if you don't know at fifteen. <laughs> I mean, Amanda says if you would have seen her at fifteen, she never would have you wouldn't have liked her and she was she was a great player, but physically she wasn't doing anything um there wasn't anything physical about her that you're going, wow, this kid's going to be, gonna, gonna be right. a great uh, college player. And look at some of these kids that we've seen to, that go on and do some great things and, you know, watching Alyssa Barrera come out of your program and go up and then really make a, a, a name for herself and have a great freshman year. And she's done a good job at Utah, but watching them kind of find that place up there and not only on the field, but socially and within the culture. So it's, you know, guys, it just gets, it gets better and better and better and better. So not that there is, but was there anything else on your mind that you wanted to, do you have any businesses you want to promote or anything like that, Roman, or anything? uh you doing any performances mm-hmm. at night we want to go visit or <laughs> yeah, yeah, comedy, comedy be or at, dancing? or I'll be
1: performing at Chris and Pitt's on uh, Wednesdays <laughs> and Fridays. Uh, no, I mean, every, you know, everything, Chris or Pitt? Yeah, both. <laughs> um, you know, just know, I guess, you know, I don't know about in closing, but one of the things I, you know, while Sean was talking and you were talking, I was just thinking too is, you know, for you firecracker coaches out there that are listening to this or, you know, you know, I'm we're busy, but we're always available as well. And, and, and one of the things that Sean has been really good about, and we've tried to be good about, about an umbrella is to um, collaborate and work with Um, you don't have to be, You know, a lot of people say like, oh, I need to be under this umbrella to do this or no, just just reach out. We're all guidance. We're all available and we might not have the answer that you want to hear or we might not. But we can talk about it and maybe you can even help us. Maybe, you know, something that we you know, you have an experience that we don't know. And and, you know, together we can, you know, just, you know move forward i think
0: it's a really good point because i think on the outside you see something evolve so whether it's the firecrackers we've heard it from coaches that have come over and said whoa on the outside i'm looking at that oh they're firecrackers they've got like a cult or they've got the whatever this is a cult it's a culture it's not a cult There's some wacko leader trying to lead you off the, 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 the end of a cliff it's a little um, wacko but it's uh, at, at times but but you, you know you think about it it's 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 the right ingredients for something that works and when you're on the outside of it you think that oh oh you got you know I'm not in the brochure culture so they get, they get all the bursts. They get all that, you know, that, that, that is a natural and an understandable perception when you're inexperienced and you come from other places where things have been like that, but just try asking and then, and then find out if you guys are approachable, what has happened? Is this an exclusive thing where you're on the outside or is it inclusive? So when you catch yourself on feeling like you're on the outside, is it because you're on the outside and we put you there or you are learning how to plug in? You know, do you want us knocking on your door every two minutes telling you and checking and, you know, and maybe some people, I think in the big picture, no. Mm-mm. But if you don't plug into the power strip, you don't get power. And it's, I'm not the only source of power. That's the greatest thing about the organization. No, yep. We have so many experienced coaches, regional managers, um, more umbrella type uh, coaches that are taking care of other teams. But there's a lot of great stories. So even within your own regions uh, across the country, because what takes place here is completely different than what takes place in the Southeast. And now we've got our Northeast pocket. We've got, you know, we've got – uh, our, our team in Wisconsin, you know, that's that's completely different area up there. So, you know, in one sense we go through different things, but in the end, you know, it's 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 basically the the, the same kind of fight. So, I wanted to spin it, you know, because we we it can get easy to spend like two or three hours in here, and part of this is maybe people might have heard at the beginning of the podcast that that um, keeping it light, enjoying ourselves, having fun, um, poking fun at each other. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's but here's here's the Never. thing, right? We we talk about this because because there's there's this hypersensitivity with a certain type of individual and sometimes it can be our players, you know. And it's not about the poking fun because does poking fun qualify you as a bully, you know, if uh-huh. you're, you know. And so when we talk about kids it's not right. But my gosh, the coping mechanisms of coaches, if we weren't sarcastic, so all you psychologists out there, you can write me and tell me what I'm supposed to do. But if we weren't sarc- sarcastic, talking smack out of every to each other and ribbing each other, and if you couldn't take it, you need to get out of the dugout. You need to go get a chair and find a tree and read your Kindle or something like that. But yep. that is something I want all coaches to understand. And 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 then if there's any players or parents, if you walk within a dugout and you hear something that's a little off or a little of this, that's... We are constantly entertaining ourselves. Yep. I mean it's always as, as soon as you walked into the conference room today and you saw Caswell on one end of the room and then you saw Juliana and Reagan he he walks he in and he one. goes he goes, Oh my god, he goes, It's obvious all the brains are on that end of the room <laughs> and Steve's <laughs> sitting there right in front of him. And Steve just looks up and but it if he looked it, it, up
1: and it, went like this. Bro Whoa.
0: <laughs> Dude. But it's it's such a uh And now it's not enjoyable when someone is not enjoying your joke, but you know, my gosh, sticks and stones may break my bones. Words will never hurt me. Coaches continue to have fun with each other. And and, you know, sometimes you see them in the dugout and they're all, they're all, you feel the tension before and it's a must win. It's a, you know, and I get that, but try, try having a conversation with that coach you're competing against at, at, while he's at the third base coach. And you know, you you know, we walk out there and then you, you just kind of test the waters. The guy's like, yeah, good day. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go there. It's like we're the NBA today or something. Or and I and I get it. You're, we're competitive. See, if if we didn't have any success, we can say, well, we don't know what it's like to win, and so we just you know. But no, man. I mean, just let let's build it together, people. I mean, we got We have a great opportunity, and the the. The hypocrisy of it's all about the kids, and then so often the kids are the last one to have a voice, or they're the mm. third, they're the third party in the equation. So I think we can, we can, we can keep building. So I don't know what's around the next corner, guys. Well, maybe the next corner or two, but it's just going to get better and better. And it just seems a lot of these uh, things. We've had some great memories, and uh, you know, I wish we could talk a little more about just some of the time we spend together and some of the things we do. But I don't think that would maybe another time when we write a book. Okay, <laughs> so in the uh, department of um, just kind of. Getting to know you a little bit on the personal side. I'm going to go through some uh, questions, and these are just kind of fun, get to know you stuff. So oh I'm going to ask you some things. So oh be wait, careful. 165. You know? 6'2. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways. So, all see. right. Let me ask you this. Here's an easy one. On a scale from one to 10, how strict were your parents?
2: Oh, scale from one to 10.
1: For me, uh, five. Five? Not very strict at all. I was kind of, uh, I felt like a.
2: I can see the lack of discipline. Relax.
1: Uh, My parents (laughs) were the type to, as long as I was getting my job done, whatever it may be, whether it was in the workplace or in the classroom or on the field or whatever, they left me alone, never had a curfew, could come in whenever time I wanted. However, you know, they did monitor it. And whenever my grades did drop or whatever, then they would pull the reins back. So I would say they were not strict at all. Okay.
0: How about you, Sean?
2: My mom, probably a five. You know, and my dad like an eight and a half or a nine. Mm. Wow, interesting mix. Yeah. I had
0: great parents, but I think they were about a three. Yeah. So I had all the freedom. But my mom always you. won. Your, your mom always. I always, won. Won. Well, yeah. Well, I think that should be with. Yeah. Uh, Which is why without.
1: Sean is always innocent, even today. Yeah. Gets along with my mom. Yeah. yeah. This might be an Thanks, easy
0: mom. one. Um, what would you pick? Being a world, being world class, attractive, being a genius, or being famous for doing something great. Well, this is easy because I'm already all three of those. Hmm. However, uh, what's your favorite about yourself?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think being, being famous for doing something great, something great. I think that's, that's, that's awesome. Come
2: on, Bashir. <sighs> this is just like a T right there, right? Like it's just set up, <laughs> but I would go with that doing something. Um, being famous for doing something, that, even if you yeah. turn into Quasimodo in your face, and you, yeah, and you know, <laughs> you're almost there. are almost. You're one, two years away from that. Have
0: you I, found you're looking in the mirror less these days because you're getting older, or is that do you yeah, just look I, more pictures of yourself? From
2: <laughs> I'm getting older. I, can, I know
0: I, it's tough. <laughs> it sucks.
2: Who are the
0: three or one, but three greatest living musicians? Oh doesn't matter tony rico mm. oh beautiful he's here thanks no, I'm just kidding uh, uh hendrix okay i guess uh, he's living in some component oh did but. you say oh you said living <laughs> i think you said living or unliving you said living. you know what let's go with hendrix just three favorite musicians oh, let's keep it simple oh so. mine's
2: james hetfield yeah like that's that's easy know, for me a little metallica uh, yeah.
1: yeah and then and then i go all the way up op- i go to stevie wonder excellent yeah he's out of sight that was a bad joke that was really bad i know okay good but luck qualifying is, this week but he is one of my favorites he's about as good as most of the umpires out there however oh the- yeah
0: really good luck uh <laughs> qualified this weekend
1: Hatfield uh,
0: all right let's keep it there okay um what was your favorite toy growing up
2: what were you attached to did you have one uh wiffle ball bat i mean i played wiffle ball non-stop Mine, a radio. I was a
1: record player. I was always listening to music, vinyl uh, from my parents' collection, my mom's collection, just always listening to music. Uh, There wasn't a time I didn't come home from school and my mom wasn't blasting Anita Baker through the house and, you know.
0: Did you ever want to go into the music industry, DJing, anything yeah. like that? Uh, did you ever think about any of those things? I would yeah. imagine you know, a radio did DJ or anything like those that. Christmas
2: or... parties, we could talk about that even. Okay, did we're not party. going we're, – we're staying on topic.
1: Okay. And yes, I did. I worked right. in the music industry for a, for a good I long time. I have seen
0: some of your uh, <laughs> yeah. musical experience. Sorry, Next you're... question is what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Um, what's your favorite movie? Of all time?
2: Godfather 1. Godfather 1. Sean? Wow, because mine would have to go into like the like if it's a comedy, you know, action, you know, uh, stuff like that. So because I,
1: I anything with Bruce Willis, I love Bruce Willis makes him
2: excited. So Die Hard is is an all time. I can watch that anytime. And then you know, comedy, is something about Mary, you know, something like that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. was
0: sure because with all yeah. the stepbrother quotes it's that you guys, wrote, yeah, yeah anyway, I love and, Will Ferrell. Uh, so
2: yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, you know. Um.
0: Okay. What's the What's the one thing you remember about kindergarten
2: first year in school The girl that peter pants all the time is. oh man there you go i was a boy oh
1: <laughs> no go ahead no, no. no i i that was I, it. Or, I remember oh, that, that could be that,
2: that. Like and, i just said it's the first day of class and, that you and she had to, she had she was held back i remember um uh, and and i mean not to i'm not trying to be mean i just remember oh, we not have to yeah mention I, her name I, I didn't i don't no, remember her name i just the
1: one thing i remember and it still frustrates me today is i couldn't draw and i still can't
0: <laughs> i'm not kidding like even so that's when the nightmare started. When it was arts and crafts, so you're even like,
1: Duh. I hated arts and crafts. That was the like I'd rather stay in the lines, guy. I'd rather I, I couldn't. I mean, I could color sure, but I mean, Back I could I can't even draw a, a stick figure. Like it's crooked.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. It's horrible. Okay, that was interesting. All right, that's that was, I'm glad I know that. Um, if you could swap places for one day, who would you like to live like for a day? Tom Brady. Tom Brady over James Hetfield. Yeah, Giselle. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyone with you?
1: Uh yeah, someone like just like one of, you know, one of those super genius, you know, the Apple guy, the the Google guy. Okay. Um All right. Those guys those those guys just impressed the heck out of me. Someone with a vision. All
0: right. Favorite ice cream flavor. It's the
2: manly question. Uh rocky road. And think. all of them.
1: I have thirty other. I have thirty one <laughs> of them. But I would probably,
0: <laughs> I would probably say cookies and cream. Cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what's your most embarrassing childhood memory? Oh, go Anything ahead, Robin. Pop up. I mean, could be that. But yeah, I when I was a, when I was a
1: kid, I was in. I was like the lead in a play. The gingerbread man and i wasn't <laughs> shut up sean and i was in a costume right oh, no. And no yeah and right at the beginning of the play i had to pee and i, I thought and you, you were gonna say you tried to I'm eat yourself a, no <laughs> that's a that's a whole other story and then uh and and sure enough while i was on stage oh, now man. i was i must have been in kindergarten so maybe i was the girl that peter pants all the time <laughs> But I, it was hidden because I was in a costume. Well, what I didn't realize is we were going to graduate after that, so they called me up on stage to get my diploma not in my gingerbread costume and my, you know, parents put me in some beige slacks that looked that were just wet from the waist down to the knees on both sides. That was pretty darn
0: embarrassing. All right. That's a that's a nice one. Yeah. Wow. You beat was, that. I think I was a freshman in high I'll school. I'll pop in there real quick with uh, hitting a triple when I was nine and sliding into third base and just let it go as I slid. And third baseman stood up and told everybody that I had peed my pants. And so I was. It was kind of a tough place to be because I was one of the better players in the league uh, with that kind of status. But I instantly sank to the uh, whatever that is when. You know, Were you safe for out? He peed his pants. Of course, I was safe. And yes. my coach came out with a towel and started uh started rubbing it like he was going to rub it out and he realized he was rubbing my crotch and after about 3 of them <laughs> he just kind of looked at me and goes come look at me and I was like I need to stay on third and yeah, so I stayed I stayed on guy. third base <laughs> I hope it was yeah. uh but uh yeah no I stayed on third scored I didn't care I'd rather play and pee than
2: not play <laughs> um yeah you know, I don't I don't remember anything you know too horrific I do remember an all-star game where if you remember the bad news bears and Tanner, the shortstop and the glove throwing kind of stuff that, yeah, that happened. And, um, I was pitching and I didn't perform real well and I chucked the glove and like kicked it throughout the field. And, and that was pretty embarrassing, especially now looking back in the moment of the anger, but my and my dad grabbing me. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty bad. We, you know, I didn't perform. I got all mad and I, I went total Tanner, bad news bears yeah. out there. Yeah. So well, it, it, hey, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, what's your favorite time of the day?
0: Go to sleep.
1: Yeah, mine's definitely the evenings when I'm winding down. I'm I'm definitely much more alert, early. I'm early morning. I early mean, morning. there's times so you like Sean my ten
0: thirty texts at night.
1: It's yeah, yeah. See, that's <laughs> and I don't respond till the morning, right? Because I'm half asleep. Um Sean and I usually do our best contact with each other right around 6 a.m., 6.30. We're yeah. going back and forth. Physical and then, contact?
0: Or is that?
2: that's, that's roll over, look subjects. at each other, and we say, cuddle. we better get up. Yeah,
1: I ask him for a light. <laughs> we better get
2: up, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was New Mexico.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, because even if I have the day off, I'll be awake by 6, 6.30. Mm-hmm. I just can't sleep in. So I got to get a cup of coffee and then start to, like, think about, okay, what is it that's on my list of, a, of, of agenda to do today? Okay. But so as far as favorite time, though, it's – it's knowing that okay, I need to everything's done. Yeah, everything's done. Shut off the phone, whatever, and then you know go to sleep. I
0: don't know about this one. What's your what's your what's this? <laughs> what's the sound you love the most?
2: <laughs> Speaking of you and Roman, in mine's the morning. easy. In the ocean. Uh, All right, ocean. Wow, I, I was I'm not that deep. Sound Metallica. Of a, sound of a beer. Sound of a beer opening up. You uh, uh, know, um, sound of a winning ticket you know, you're and uh. Here, I'll I'll, I'll I'll bring it to you. It's it's this it's the sound of a happy dugout, right? It's the sound of of the softball field that's united and engaged to to be in there. Oh I man, think. I wish we had that sound bite of like, ah, oh, yeah, oh, I know it's, it's was, sappy, but I'm not yeah. deep like Roman ocean good. stuff.
0: Oh, I love those. Uh, what's your favorite kind of sandwich?
1: Ah, uh, boy, a poor oh, boy. No, what? Ooh. <laughs> That's good. Uh, pastrami. Hey, you're going to or you're going pastrami to
2: Togo You are going pastrami. All right. Yep. I like hey. pastrami sandwiches. Yeah, That's. Uh, I'd say you know pastrami a tri-tip ste- you know steak sandwich something like that. I like that hot turkey sandwich at BJ's. Uh, there's they've mm-hmm. got one that's it used to be a roast beef dip but they've got one with turkey right now that
1: you're actually, always getting uh,
2: a BLT. I get a BLTA a lot. Bacon, lettuce, tomato, avocado. Yeah, that's that's usually a go-to right around ten a.m. Uh,
0: Coach Don uh, had a story about being at the BLD uh, complex and he walked up to the. uh <laughs> counter and said, Hey, I'll, uh, I'll take a BLT. And the young person working behind the counter goes, we don't have those. And he said, um, he looked at the menu and said, how about a bacon, lettuce, and tomato? And they go, okay. Oh, boy, Perfect. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> how Don came back to the, came back to the table with his hands up saying, we're saving them all. I don't know why we're saving them all. <laughs> all right. Uh, who's your celebrity crush? Tom
2: Brady. <laughs> Boy, earlier, I thought it was him to get the Giselle, but it's really yeah. my yes, yeah. I, I Actually, I'd make Giselle leave. <laughs> Roman, quickly.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't uh,
2: have one. You don't have
0: one? No. Uh,
2: come on. Come on. It could nah. be a man. It's all right.
0: I, <laughs> Mark Thornburg. <laughs>
2: I just I, I appreciate greatness. And when when someone does something, I'm not even a, you know, a Patriot fan per se, but even like a Derek Jeter, guys that handle themselves in a way that – that make you say, "Wow, I wish I could, you know, command myself not only as the athlete that they are, they are or were in Jeter's case, but to the the professionalism, the day in day out way of being the way they are." Yes, I'm, I actually, I'm trying right to make sure that I can conduct myself in a professional manner. The discipline, manner. Of the discipline, it, right? because it's not it, easy. you know sure. they have to get frustrated or sure. get a question asked to them in a press sure. conference that they want to say something. And there's got to be
0: that place where they do say it. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have our place where we talk, you know, we kind of play play, play, yeah. <laughs> play with the line here sometimes. But, yeah, you have to know when and where. That's the political hat that we talk about yeah. with firecar coaches, knowing what where what, what and when and where to say things. All right. Last one is uh, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever received? We're going to end with this.
2: Me? Yeah, you. Um, um. I'll
0: start off with one. Okay. Um, I think first one that sticks into my head that I I like to pass on to the girls because sometimes it it doesn't always fit into their achievement and and then providing picture of the of life. Um, find something that you love to do, and find a way to get paid for it.
1: Mine, I think, mine just goes back to the to the golden rule. You know, just do unto others as you was have, you would have them do to you. Treat. Treat people with respect, and treat people the way you want to be treated, and I think that's does it work. You know, it. I think. Eventually, it does. It pays dividends. Absolutely, absolutely. it yeah. absolutely does. There's there's one or two occasions when you're not going to crack a certain nut, so to speak. But but, look at
0: our culture. But yeah, it works. It does. You know, Coach Doug, uh, the 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 legend, Doug Myers. You know, has been with us. We've been so fortunate, and uh-huh. he's been spending a lot of time with you. Yeah, he's awesome. awesome. We should have talked about that. Yep. Uh, he is just loving it. But he says over and over, he says he can't get over the feeling everywhere he goes in this organization, he goes, I am welcomed and I am welcomed with open arms. And he, it, it, to see him respond to that, to see how good that makes him feel with 30 plus years, uh, you know, you know, to possibly seeing other organizations understand the importance of, of that type of recognition, not because coaches want it, but that has just been, you know, amazing to see him respond to that. He's absolutely loving it. And it, kind of figuring out this whole, it was proposal. cool to
1: see him on the bases this weekend. Sean yeah. and I weren't, were, he keeps asking and I'm like, Doug, you can do anything you want. So we're talking to two college coaches. We're sitting there. We're not really paying attention to the game so much as we are just chatting with these two coaches. And then you hear, you know, you go, you go, now you come off. Now you go. Stop. Stop. You back. And Sean's like, Doug's coaching the bases. And sure enough, his running game was ridiculous. Yes. I mean, I'm I was like wanted to stop with the colleges and start taking notes because he was he was controlling. So it.
0: let's let's take that there. What's the
2: best piece of advice that well, you I didn't seen get to say my or got I didn't get to say my uh, <laughs> thing. Well, I, and isn't this how this game works like no, you go s- like i get to uh, feel Shots i feel hurt. He's like i feel excluded you're right, like, all right. We're so okay. all right so what was your <laughs> oh, wait no, no my i because i my grandfather is probably the most impactful person um my mom's we call him bobo um so uh in my young life and, and it would be live life with a sense of humor and he is the funniest human being that i've ever known in my entire life. And uh, you know, I could just remember spending weekends with him, watching sporting events because he lived and died with every Dodger game. And Ben Scully listened to it on the radio, and but it was always that. And the kind of when I to- spoke about not taking this myself too serious is like, you know, I'm definitely committed and serious to what I do, but I always, you know, have a sense of humor as to it, not taking it too serious. Like we're all just lucky, right? We're I'm out here coaching softball, right. you know, and this is healthy, and uh, I know. But you know, he was a. And that's why I wanted to make sure to say it was just because he is. As you know, he's the most impactful person of my of my life. Right. You know him and my father and my mother, of course. But I mean, right. as I spent a lot of time with him.
0: Well, I think you got a little bit of his sense of humor there. So which is which is why I put this interesting mix of people in here today. Today, and it, guys, this has been awesome. It's like I say, it's it's a good things to talk about. But the most enjoyable part of our conversations is when. Uh, you guys do your thing and he just cracked me up. So uh, really appreciate uh, you coming in today. You know, I know we all have uh, things that we're doing and you guys are busy. Um, Really appreciate all your blood and sweat equity that you put into the organization and and seeing it pay off now and seeing things start to really kind of take a hold of uh, and pick up speeds. Just been awesome. Can't thank you enough for this. Uh, We've got so much more great work to do ahead of us. So just enjoying it and uh, good luck this weekend. Knock Thank it you out right with on. all your teams and figure out how to get yourself uh, qualified for the big tourney <laughs> at the end of the summer. And then, boom, boom. And then, next thing you know, we'll probably get back here towards the end of the summer after our uh, business trip. Maybe talk about that a little bit and some of the you know, exciting that. things that we, uh, we talk about and kind of creating for the future. So, good. that's it for today. Thanks, guys. We'll see Bye everybody home. next time. Thanks.